come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my work. Let me lead you into it. Let me take you into the mind of a woman who is mad. Hi. And welcome to Beyond the Cabin in the Woods, a good ghoul's guide to horror. I'm your polter guide, Kinsey. I'm your polter guide, Donna. And I'm your polter guide, Mac. And this week, we are discussing the conclusion of the Laurie Strode-Michael Myers saga, Halloween Ends, just came out on Friday. I'm just going to state it right now. We're going to be in spoiler territory probably so fast. (laughs) uh so you know what just hit pause it's on peacock and come back it's fine so yeah let's let's go around did you like it did you not like it do we we have a synopsis oh we do have a synopsis thank you mac you're welcome because i have one to interrupt with okay great because you will definitely interrupt this one the saga of michael myers and laurie strode comes to a spine chilling climax in the final installment of this trilogy oh yeah that was it that was it Okay. Um, I think the internet at large will have more to complain about that synopsis than I will. Okay. But the real one is uh, the Christine Halloween crossover we didn't know we need is finally here. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! I was not expecting a Christine reference. But it's there. (laughs) But it is definitely there. Yeah. Yes! Mac, yes. this is the second Christine reference I've seen in less than 24 hours talking about this film. Uh, both you and the person that made it, uh, I love and adore, so good job. And that uh, just makes me happy, too. It, it is. It, I live to serve. <laughs> All right. So now let's go around. Did you like it? Did you not like it? How did you see it uh, since this was a, a split uh split option i saw it sitting in my computer room at home i kind of wish i had seen it in the theater Uh, perhaps if i had been immersed in a theater i would have enjoyed it more because the fact is i did not love it um at the last 19 minutes i went back and checked on the timer to see at about 19 minutes left michael myers picks up his mask and that's when i started enjoying the film when it became a Halloween movie, that's when I started enjoying it. So the rest of the time I was like, what the fuck is going on? What are they doing? I don't, what? Why? Okay. All right. Oh, it's a Halloween movie. Okay. Go Lori. That was my reaction to the movie. All right. Who's um, going next, Kenzie? You or me? <laughs> I'll go next. I'll go okay. next. Because I, I, I feel like you... Based on some things I saw of yours on Twitter, I feel like you need to end us. Okay. Okay. Um, I Actually, I saw it both. We went Thursday night into the theater, and then I watched it yesterday morning so I could take notes because I wanted to be present, for lack of a better word, just be in it and not take notes, and then have a time where I could be a little bit more like note-taking. So uh, I, I saw it both ways, and... It was all right. It's not my favorite. And it's one of those as I as we walked out, I told Billy, I said, this is going to be as polarizing as Halloween kills. And then, yeah, so it's yeah, we'll 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 deep dive. But yeah. <laughs> um, 
So a follow-up question to, to that assessment, Kenzie. Uh-huh. And you don't need to rank the whole franchise. Just roughly where would this movie fall in, in the whole series? Bottom tier, mid tier, upper tier. I would say mid tier. Like I would say mid tier. It's I okay. it's you know, it's it's definitely better than the late eighties, nineties Michael Myers. Yeah. yeah. There was a lot of stuff that was set up with that first one with with 2018's Halloween and this one felt like we didn't really have an end yet figured out. So Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I really liked it. I got to the end of my notes and I think, oh gosh, this movie might rock. Like uh I, I'm a little annoyed by some of the Twitter discourse. Both of your opinions are great. I have no issue with that. It's all subjective. You come to the movie differently, but some people are real capital M mad at on about it on the internet trademark. And that's uh it's a bad look. Um I think um it's going to depend upon, I think you hit it on it, Donna, what you're expecting from a Halloween movie. If you're expecting it to be a very certain thing, it's definitely against those expectations. And somebody tweeted the, the, one of the dumbest things. I'm not even going to say who it was because I, the more I think about it, the dumber it is. Uh, made the metaphor, if you went into McDonald's and ordered a cheeseburger and, and the guy at the counter said, I'm going to give you cheeseburger soup, what would be your reaction? And I'm like, first of all, precautionary Pepto-Bismol because this is a (laughs) liquid based dish at a McDonald's and already we're in a bad situation, but I admire (laughs) the hustle and I know the suits are going to shut this down soon. So I'm going to have that cheeseburger soup (laughs) that in the tradition of season of the witch, which is very different. So much so that this movie has season of the witch references that are very subtle, i.e., the font of the opening. Yes, 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 yes. I I think it is the the first attempt to make an another anthology picture in this series, and and I thought people wanted that for so long, and they got it. Maybe it's a half measure because Michael Myers is still plugged into the situation, Uh, but ultimately, I really liked it. I, I, I. I love Jamie Lee Curtis's performance. Uh, I I like that it really tries to reckon with some things. I like that it's not so reference heavy. I love 2018, but there that movie is filled to the brim with Easter eggs. This has very minimal Easter eggs throughout, uh, so it feels like the the Halloween sequel Carpenter would have made in the 80s if he had gotten his way. Okay. And that's fair. I think that's and, a f- and that's why I dig it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a fair assessment. It's yeah, and you're right. 2018's is very Force Awakens, and I'm not mad mm-hmm. at it. And mm-hmm. that's and I am I am not mad at it at all. Uh, I will still say I think I enjoy 18 more than this. Okay. Okay. So but all right. I think I enjoy this more than kills, but I also liked kills immensely, although it has flaws. Yeah. Interesting. I missed kills, so I feel like I need to insert my own opinion. No, like, no, I didn't miss kills. I made it miss it on the podcast. So just one more vote in favor of kills. <laughs> it, I thought somebody de- deconstructed it. It was a Western masquerading as a slasher film. And I'm like, yeah, like the town posse gets together and gets fucked up. But I like that. There. I do too actually like that about I had never heard that about kills. So I'm yeah, I dig that. Yeah, I meant to mention 
and it, it slipped my mind that one of the things that I think um, is that Corey, when he first shows up as, as the babysitter, reminds me of a friend of mine who I like very much. And so watching something bad happen to Corey um, predisposed me <laughs> against the film, um, mm. I think. So... And see, Donna, I figured what would what would have done it to predispose you against this film would have been that the band kids were the bullies. <laughs> you know, I think I think that piece of information just bounced right off my mind because I was like, no, they're clearly the jocks. They clearly are the jocks um, <laughs> because the, no band kid is a bully. Just I'm sorry. No, so I think I think that information just boinged right <laughs> off my brain. <laughs> <laughs> until you said it i had forgotten that it that struck me so like hard i was like wait what <laughs> that's very much a david gordon green sort of thing like yeah. just presenting that trope but just yeah just, rotating it, it just a little yeah it was a little tweak and i i might have done a different one but oh okay band kids sure sure my God. but it, it does at at the very end when here we go spoilers um at the very end when they're getting killed i remember thinking now why are these people hanging out with the popular kid because the people hanging out with the popular kid i was like these don't look like the people that would be hanging out with the popular kid um but there that answers the question so because they're band kids yeah okay i get it now question answered i was just excited that in that that scene with them at the beginning that you saw Corey drink a chocolate soldier because i don't see that around here and that was something i drink as a child quite a bit so it's like oh nice mm -hmm. it just, i guess chocolate soldier is like a yoohoo yeah it's just yeah. it's another yoohoo it's that's all it is and it is just a chocolate drink nasty cool. as far as i can tell a nasty chocolate yeah. drink yeah. I've never been a fan of Yoohoo. It, yeah, I don't know why. Why chocolate water felt like a good idea? I'm not 100 percent sure. Exactly. I don't know, chocolate but when you're going water. on a road trip from McAllister to Tulsa and you're five and you have a choice to pick your drink, that's mm, what you pick. Fair. Those are the rules. Next time <laughs> I am in that situation, I I will <laughs> conform myself. <laughs> but you have to be that specific age. Not you can't yeah. be. <laughs> All right. So Corey shows up. Yeah. As the babysitter, which, right. you know, brings us back to Laurie in the original movie who showed up as a babysitter. Um, and Corey is just kind of a really, I mean, I, I think a lot of people would probably like Corey when he first shows up. He's, I mean, mm -hmm. I did. I, yeah. I saw Corey and I was like, this is somebody I would be friends with. Um, he's, he's kind of a little awkward, a little, a little, um, I don't know. He's just likable. I don't know. I don't know how else to put it. He's just likable. Um, and he's left with this kid. Um, and he's just trying to give the kid a fun night with, you know, playing games with him and, and watching movies with him. Right. Yeah. And just as the night goes on, Corey is just a likable guy. And then the kid doesn't want to go to bed. The kid's kind of an asshole and the kid doesn't want to go to bed. Right. Right. And well, and the mom warned him, said, yeah, he's bedtime's difficult. He's not uh, going to want to do that. He's, you know, he's got got some problems going on. Like she she warned him. 
She warned him. Technically, the kid did what Corey said. Hey, why don't we play a game? I'm, I'm not defending by any means what what happens, but he just did it in a kid way that not how you expect. So the kid ended up locking Corey in a room, the attic. The attic. Okay. And um, Corey kind of started freaking out about it and trying to kick his way out of the room. And one of the questions that people are left with is, was Corey bad the whole time? Or did he go bad after the town turned on him? And one of the clues that you can take away is the way Corey started talking after he freaked out because he started yelling, I'm going to kill you and um, other similar threats while trying to get out of the room, which of course is what his parents heard as they walked back into the house is I'm going to kill you. And then, and then Corey kicked the door open and the force of that knocked the kid over a banister and the kid fell three stories and died. That. Well, let's look at Corey's mother. Yeah. I, I think there was a, a makeup of uh, some issues there. Yeah. Um, and that would be a Carrie reference, by the way, if I may say. Yeah. It's <laughs> a Carrie reference there. <laughs> so does he have some unresolved rage issues, which would make him say, like, I'm going to kill you as he's trying to get out of the attic? If he's ever backed into a corner, is his default violence or at least a attitude of violence mm-hmm. yeah so that that's the kind of person that a michael myers could be created in yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's it's the idea that oh you know violent video games are going to inspire kids to violence and i'm like that seem that's dumb what it is is you know violent video games might lead those predisposed to violence to have more violent thoughts and yeah I don't know. That's not me saying violent video games should be, you know, curtailed at all. But it's saying the town turning on him made him a monster is an incomplete picture. He had a monster inside him and the town brought it brought it out. And I think that's it exactly right there, Mac. I think I think you hit the nail on the head with Corey is that because of his mother, for lack of a better word, he knew what what monster was in him. And I think he really fought that. And then you add in the town, making him the new boogeyman, for lack of a better word. It, uh, I think he kind of saw, like, what's the point? Once, because I think we talked a little bit off mic. Donna, you had, uh, had posed a potential poll question of what Michael Myers saw in Corey to, and I think it was that. I think it was that he saw the same monster and that that's what he what he kind of latched on and that's why he didn't kill him and now whether there was some kind of other little psychic connection which i think the movie was trying to hint at later on um because they kept talking about evil being an infection like they kept bringing up that motif and uh i read somewhere or maybe uh maybe I, i can't remember but they were talking about that the infection you you don't know how it's going to take shape in you and that's kind of i mean michael myers is a shape (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you're kind of, we're kind of dealing with a little, I think that is the, the infection motif is what, what it is. No, I mean, and it was a, it was a phrase that Lori used at one point in, in her memoirs that she was working on. She said, you know, evil doesn't die. It just changes shape, which I think was to communicate to us that Corey was becoming the shape, which they even then showed us at one point, she looked out her window and she saw Corey looking lurking in the bushes and then she looked out again and he was gone which was a very you know like heart stopping moment for a lot of viewers like oh fuck here it comes and also for Lori apparently because because she wasn't having it so um and I think you're right I think that's where I heard it was Lori's memoirs was the mm-hmm. the infection and the changing shape I couldn't remember exactly I have between reading this weekend reading reviews after watching it to being being on twitter it kind of gets all uh gobbledygook together mm-hmm. yeah this was one of the things that i didn't love about the movie was watching this character that i really liked kind of descend down i didn't enjoy watching how in the world after all this time do people not listen to fucking Lori? How do people not listen to Lori? You would think after all this time, if Lori comes up and says, this is wrong, we need to do something about it. I would think at this point, Lori has her own dedicated red phone to the police department and somebody always standing over it going, "Uh oh, Lori said something. Mobilize everyone. I mean, technically she kind of does with uh, Will Patton. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which we'll get to in a minute. Uh, But I mean, we're we're looking at, the years when she's right, her her whole life has been ah he's he's the shapes everywhere. Like okay, Lori, okay. Forty years later, it actually does happen. Like okay, there was a one in forty chance she was right. We were t- betting the right odds this whole time. It just <laughs> didn't work out forty times in a row. So you're saying they only make a movie out of the time she's right? There you go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because like in 18, she's got that, you know, the police scanner and the, and the truck and she's like going out Batman style. And I'm like, yeah, she's ready to go. And then the town is really muted when she's running through the town going like, get in your houses, turn off your lights, lock your doors. Everybody's like, oh, God, Lori's out again. Every year, the same thing happens. Mm. Fair and Karen, point. That especially it was a little bit weird when Karen was younger. She's like, I just want to go trick or treating, mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't understand. <laughs> Talk to your Uncle Loomis. <laughs> he has to die. <laughs> well, and I think oh another gosh. thing to point out too is Lori in these in these in this new trilogy, she is Loomis. So mm. and they did not believe Loomis. Loomis. So I think that's the other thing too. And and Loomis spent 15 years ranting and raving about the quiet, cooperative patient being the embodiment of evil. And Smith's Grove, if you ignore the fact that they are run by a druid cult, uh, was like, yeah, okay, okay, Loomis, fine. Just like retirement. Have you thought about retirement? Because I think I think you need you need something else other than this place. You were retirement age in 78. Yeah. Sam, come on. Sammy Sammy (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh now for me one of the Corey things that really doesn't work and honestly and we've talked about different things with other films being fixed by like a line or two just of dialogue and it's 
Allison and Corey's relationship that feels so rushed and so like just no other I mean other than Allison saying like I heard about you and I knew I had to find you like that no like there could have been you know ages where it's like oh I remember you but we were always you know you were always dating someone something just because Haddonfield's not that big right (laughs) and so that's honestly where one of one of my big issues is just that that relationship is not earned no you're right it it doesn't make any sense at all um and And like i said and a line of dialogue just somewhere during the beginning of their courtship whatever just i can forgive a lot (laughs) let's just yeah it, it it works a bit better for me because I think the movie the movie I, I agree with you the movie doesn't sell the pairing of the two but it definitely sells the brokenness of Allison. Now that uh, I agree, now, yeah, yeah, now that yeah, I, and that's yeah. why I believe it a little bit better that she's just not. I mean, a she's twenty one or twenty two. Yeah, and Corey was was twenty one in twenty nineteen, so he's twenty four, twenty five. Like, yeah, the ages of them work it's just how it's presented to the audience yeah no I'm, yeah. I, I i'm with you i i found it easier to buy because she seems like she's not ready to embrace the zen of granny Lori just yet she's still dealing with her trauma and you know any negative emotions manifest in strange ways in your early 20s so that in that mindset i like i get where she's into him but the 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 suddenness of the 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 timing of the movie is yeah is a little off. I'll, yeah. I'll grant you that. I mean, I think she could do better, obviously. Right. Um, right. It's not where you know I'm sure her parents would have seen her. But then again, Lonnie wasn't all. Not Lonnie. Lonnie's the father. Uh, Cameron. No, Cameron uh, wasn't great. No. So Cam- Cameron wasn't uh, great by any means. And I like I said, I think. I'm just, and this is, like I said, this is just me, a, a line of dialogue, like, oh, you were a senior when I was a freshman, something, and I remember you, and always thought you were cute, or just something, you know, like I said, I don't know. My problem is, and it's the pacing is a little off with this, like, it's just, it feels off. I'm not mad at the big swing they took, and I don't know, maybe I'm coming off of kills where it's very everything is boom 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 and even with 2018s you're still boom boom i don't know maybe i just wasn't ready for this this type of pace of movie and your response to it is muted and that, that's good because there's a lot of people like i said mad like yeah, i'm no. angry that this movie exists and i think you know your openness to season of the witch is also going to dictate how open you are to this movie. Right. And that's the thing is, and that's the other thing is that I'm wondering if with me, cause I didn't like season of the witch the first, mm-hmm. first time I watched right. it, I didn't know what the hell I saw. And as anyone that listens to this podcast knows, I fucking love season of the witch. So I think maybe when I have time away and come back to this, I may like it more. Yeah. I, I think the assess the assessment I agree with the most is it's going to age very well. Yeah, I can see that, and I like and like I said, I'm I like that they took a chance with this. I think they got a little bit of a disservice done with the marketing, and that it it was mm-hmm. just which was just Lori and Michael, which was just the last nineteen minutes. So I think there's they kind of set themselves up for this in a way too, 
but also they knew this is what people want to see, if that makes sense. You know, that final confrontation. But, you know, I'd also put it like with Gremlins 2 as a deconstruction of what you would think a sequel would be. It's not a broad comedy like Gremlins 2 becomes. It's more of a quiet introspective drama at places but i yeah. like it when the series is like hey everybody come see the big tentpole movie it's, it's not that movie sit down it's too late lock the doors <laughs> I, I i'm always a sucker for that switcheroo the you know the the star trek six you came for your space movie with lasers but here's a cold war drama with a murder who done it baked <laughs> into the center it's too late you already bought the tickets so what are you gonna do it's like, oh, Star Trek Six is really good. It is. <laughs> and I just, by the way, I just went and looked up um, Charge Nurse, which is the um, promotion that um, Allison was up for. A Charge Nurse is a registered nurse, and a registered nurse is a four-year degree, which means a girl who is dealing with tremendous trauma, not just of having been dealing with a serial killer, but of losing both her parents completed a four-year degree before she was 21 and then had a reasonable expectation of achieving a promotion. Uh, math doesn't work. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out. She could have had an accelerated course of study. Like she wanted to not think about all the trauma and bury herself in the work. Sure. Well, and yeah. she could have also uh, her senior year been taking college courses. That's possible. That's so true. That's, you know, that is not. She was definitely that type, uh, a National Honor Society kid and that sort of thing. That's possible. I do teach some high school kids. That's possible. It's tight. That's threading the needle. (laughs) And and she she didn't seem that upset that she didn't get the promotion. It wasn't devastating to her. I think she's more annoyed that Deb, (laughs) her friend, got it. Or friend. uh, Deb got it. And she has a sense it's because she's sleeping with the boss. Mm-hmm. It's more of an, yeah, that irritation. And then, by the way, Deb, Deb's got to be a cousin of Linda from the original movie. She has peak Linda energy. And like that should have come up. Like, oh, yeah, my, my cousin was, was killed by Michael Myers, so I know all about it. And then she's like, bitch, my parents. <laughs> <laughs> that would have met- been so fantastic because that is a thing with trauma is you got somebody with like a very ancillary relationship going like oh this really affected me this cousin who uh, died before i was obviously born died so it's always affected me on a level and allison's like (sighs) you do know about my parents and who my grandmother is like yeah and (laughs) and who in an alternate universe my great uncle is i mean think about it yeah i mean (laughs) If we want to enter our own multiverse of madness, I am the shape, bitch. Josh Hartnett is my uncle in one other branch of the universe. So I got a lot of stuff going on here, Deb. I'm going to say one other thing. And it was one tweet that I read. And it was actually not. It was nice. It Mm -hmm. wasn't, you know. Uh, and it summed up my feelings. And then we're going to talk about things we liked about this. Okay. But so the tweet that I read, or uh, this is from John Squires. He's the editor of Bloody Disgusting. And this is what he tweeted. And it kind of sums up my feelings, my thoughts, 
you can feel that Halloween ends trying to wrestle with some interesting ideas and themes in an attempt to bring the saga full circle. And I do admire that, but it just fumbles too often and never manages to recover, takes itself far too seriously and its big swings fail to connect. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And I didn't, that wasn't torch and pitchforky. And I was like, you know right. what? That's, that's fair. And yeah. I do agree, you know, with you, I think this is going to age better that it is going to, you know, you kind of get away, you know, I don't even mm-hmm. think it'll take 10 years, maybe five. Yeah. Uh, I, I think everyone's least favorite Halloween movie is the one that was just released. Yeah. So I think with time, I, I, there'll be one other movie. The next Halloween movie that comes out, there will be a lot of think pieces that weekend about how, oh, Halloween ends was the best thing that ever happened to any of us. We didn't know how good we had it. Yeah. Okay, so now that we have kind of closed that, uh, I loved Lori kicking ass at the end. Like, I oh, loved yeah. see, seeing that, and I loved when Allison came back and helped with that. Uh, Getting to end, Jamie Lee Curtis, no notes. Yeah. Like, um, chef's kiss. Yeah. She, she plays so many different notes and pretty well in this. Uh, the, the thing that I found so delightful was the scene in the grocery store with her and Hawkins. Uh, and it, it that was a, it was a romantic comedy there for a little bit. And I was like, oh, man, you, you baked in a romantic comedy in the middle of your psychological drama that was supposed to be sold as a horror movie. It's the Star Trek Six syndrome. I'm here for it. Uh, um, and they're there. And of course, I love Hawkins. Hawkins may be my favorite movie character of the last 10 years. I mean, he was introduced uh, playing... Back to the Future pinball in a convenience store. And I'm like, bro, bring it in. And that he lived. He lived. I was so mad at 18 that he apparently died. And he's alive. And they like each other's faces. And I want those faces to kiss the faces. Kiss. Anyway. Kiss, 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 kiss. And then they're, they're at the end. They're sitting on the porch. And they're like, hey, we're just going to figure it out. And I'm like, yes. Figure that shit out. I don't even need to say it. I just the hope that you will. He deserves it. She deserves it. <laughs> I, I, for me in this house, we stand Hawkins and uh, Lockins, as I've come to call it. Is, <laughs> I, that's all I needed. If that was the whole movie, I would have had no reservations about my joy. Like cut Michael entirely out of the movie. Cut Corey all out of the movie. It's just Hawkins and Laurie thinking this is the last act of our lives. Let's let's do this one right. God bless him. Thorn bless them. Like, bring in all the entities that you can. They've earned it. And yeah. of rant. <laughs> no, like, seeing Lori, like, having joy and being mm-hmm. happy and just really getting to be the teenager she didn't get to be in 78 during, yeah. like, it's great. And, oh, yeah. She, w- she was twirling her hair in the grocery store like yes! she did in the original. And I was like, yes. I love this for you. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. What I loved, what I loved, of course, is she, you know, the whole scene with Corey has happened, you know, and he stabbed himself in the neck. And um, Allison. Michael never would have done that, by the way. But no, go ahead. Michael never would have done that. And Allison has thrown her tantrum and stomped out. And Lori has collapsed on the floor in despair. And she realizes Michael's in the house and that survival Lori 
kicks back in. It's like all of that drops off of her and she is survival lori again and i just love it i'm just like yes yeah like she's she's creeping down she's crouching down she's listening yeah like it is Mm -hmm. it's a light switch and oh yeah Mm -hmm. and i just was like okay now this is the movie i came to watch let's go let's go and um and that fight was just fantastic um it was epic. I, I loved the callback to that knitting needle. I was like, are we going to? No, we are not. Oh, my gosh. She's going for her brain. Oh, 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 the garbage disposal. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and then I let me tell you something I'm going to give them double, double credit for is when she finally got him hammered down on the table they didn't go for the crucifixion pose they didn't i no. i yeah. am so pleased they did not go for the crucifixion pose um and i bet you they considered it i bet you they talked about it there's a meeting and, <laughs> and somebody they, said we should and then yeah cooler heads prevailed so i'm very glad they didn't do that um it was it was just it was a fantastic fight and i loved every minute of it it was just so good and i like the callbacks to this trilogy that we see like um so after the fight when you know they decide to uh, do the midnight funeral procession of michael uh you see you know the one victim from kills you see the little boy from the 2018 one like there's just little callbacks to the town other than still the same sheriff is there and uh, I, I like that they definitely left no questions with you know putting him in, <laughs> in the grinder well, and even the line that's not how we do things in Haddonfield yeah, yeah. It, yes, is it is tonight it is yeah. tonight like yeah. fuck it we got him it. <laughs> yeah. we, are, we are taking care of this problem yeah. <laughs> uh, did you notice that like in the opening scenes like the the lady who hung herself uh was oscar's mom from kills no i didn't realize that was oscar's mom oh my goodness well now i want to know the 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 people that killed themselves if they were somebody that yeah that's it was rough yeah Yeah. that's rough um there were two fun cameos in this that i i I have to talk about one being uh nick castle there it is yeah yeah he was the flasher at that party that said see something you like Like I, I, I keyed into that line because that's a very important line in my yeah. uh, in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then the second one is the I don't know if either of you watch it, but uh, Shutter has Joe Bob Briggs's drive-in, mm-hmm. and the woman at the DJ at the radio station that's Darcy yeah. the Mail Girl from Joe Bob Briggs. Because I was like, "Hey, Darcy, what are we doing here, buddy?" So there were two little fun cameos that just you know made my my horror heart happy mm-hmm. and apparently she had an expanded role in a potential eventual director's cut so oh okay okay yeah so um what was it between Corey and michael i i honestly think michael is diminished at this point strength wise i mm-hmm. don't think because i mean obviously in the scene in, in the shape cave underneath stately myers manor he he seems disabled for lack of a better term to some degree the time has not been kind to him and so that may 
he may just not have been able to key into his instincts right away, but there might've been, I mean, everybody's looking for connection and so, so is the shape. He did seem to struggle to kill that cop. Yeah. He wasn't up to full power yet. Perhaps, but he certainly did right. pick Deb right up. Well, Deb isn't a 40, but, 40 plus year old cop. That's dating, yeah. dating a. And he, mm. he's trying to get back into the swing of things. I mean, he's doing the old favorites. I think the comparison I made in 18 is that he's the, you know, the, uh, the Paul Simon of killing folks. He's doing stuff from, you know, he's doing uh, Scarborough Affair just to get back into the rhythm. And then he's going to play stuff from the new album. You know, something I did now thinking about it, something I did appreciate about that scene, though, is Corey just wanted to kill someone. Michael is still trying to create art. He's still trying to yeah. display people. And um, I think that's what this trilogy does very well, that the other Halloween sequels never really capitalized. It, it is Michael's presentation. His impish, it's not a dialogue that he's having, but his symbology, like uh, like the the shape that showed up in Linda in front of Linda with the with the bob glasses and the ghost thing and and then displayed everything so Laurie would find it doesn't really get capitalized in any of the sequels but this one he he's jamming flashlights into people's heads so that they look like jack-o-lanterns he's he's trying to express something there is art to it even though it's awful mm-hmm. yeah but yeah, just that moment after he stabbed Deb into the wall, into the painting, and then took a step back to just kind of admire his work. Admire, like, admire his handiwork. Yeah. yeah I like it, the way this looks. This conveys the message I'm trying to express. Right. Yeah. Good job, Michael. Good death job. and death. Death is his medium. I mean, we have our cultural hangups about that. And so he has to be thrown into a trash compactor. But he yeah. is an artist yeah and like Corey is just never going to take up that mantle because he keeps picking up his mask and putting his yeah. hands on shit so and, and maybe that's a riff maybe Corey is the shape of the other halloween sequels just symbol <laughs> symbolically <laughs> that he's just in the killing for the sake of the killing yeah. and and og shape is uh is more in about letting you have an experience with the discovery of 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 his murders like yeah. i want to i want you to have a reaction not just to oh my god this person's dead oh my god this person's dead and this guy he just made me rethink of what a jack-o-lantern can be <laughs> here's a multiverse of madness for you here Corey is rob zombie michael uh, uh yeah yeah there's a little multiverse of madness here for you that's uh, the tweet that pissed me off the most this weekend it says uh, america owes Rob Zombie an apology. I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah, that one I was like, uh, because like I haven't watched Halloween 2 and I'm, again, since the first time, I'm like, I'm not going to. And I'm fine with that. I, I like Zombies Halloween 2 more than I like his original because it's the full measure where his original is a muddled mess of half measures, but I don't... I, the Zombies are in the lower tier for me and all three of the trilogies uh, this trilogy are in the upper tier for me to answer that question we'll be talking about later earlier <laughs> um i'm trying to decide if there's anything else i have i do want to just briefly mention during the game of hide and seek i do like the 
Michael Myers touches that were going on, like the shadows missing, you know, missing the knife, the door open. I, I, I like that. Like you, it, I thought that was really well done, but yeah, that's all, mm-hmm. that's all I have on, on this. Oh, Lori hiding in the, in the, wherever it was she was hiding at the end. Oh, the pantry. Yeah. 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 The, the pantry. Yeah. Call back to the original. There was a lot of nice callbacks to the original in the, in the last 19 minutes that I enjoyed very much. Up there. I just wanted to throw that out. Yeah, that was a good like I said, that that last 19 minutes, fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Well, so Mac has got our hat trick for this film, which it feels right. And I'm glad. What is our quote, Mac? Our quote is from the indefatigable Jamie Lee Curtis's Lori Strode. For the last time, she I mean, we've heard that before. But she actually, I think, signed a legal document saying she will never play Laurie Strode again. So we'll see. Uh, But the quote is, uh, you need to find someone that makes you want to rip off your fucking shirt and show grief your fucking tits and say, you know what? Let's go. Which I think is her arc in the movie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I agree with that completely. All right. And Mac, what is our rule? Fine. Find the difference between letting go and letting your guard down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. I think that just kind of sums up this film. I think it sums up Allison, honestly. And Lori, to a certain degree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Lori's almost too let her guard down as the movie begins. Oh, she's, like, yeah, very loosey-goosey. For yeah, for, for some for anyone who lives in Haddonfield, she is taking a very lackadaisical approach to the month of October. Yeah, yeah, excellent. And point. I get the impulse behind it. She wants to move on, so she's forcing it in certain ways, but somewhere in the middle there. Yeah, maybe don't live in a trap, but also maybe still keep a gun handy. Yeah. Well, and she did. She did well, have her. Maybe go out of town the last week of hol- of October, because like, if you if you're more than fifty miles away from the uh, path between Smiths Grove and Haddonfield. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) And what's our poll, Mac? Our poll is where does slash will slash can slash should the franchise go from here? I definitely think it. I mean, it's going to be it's I think Allison is the face. Like, I think it's going to be with her. But I don't but I don't think you can do Michael Myers. I think, you know, maybe it's something else. I don't maybe maybe this is how they segue into it being a different story each each year, a different anthology, kind of what Carpenter yeah. wanted. Maybe this is how you do it. And Allison is that I think she can be the vehicle for that. I I, I wonder because Bloomhouse is not going to be involved past this movie. It all reverts back to Trankus and the Akkads. Uh, they're not, they'll jettison really all of the and then start from scratch. I hope it's not, you know, Myers again, rebooted timeline. Because I think we've done that now three times. Yeah, three I- times sounds right. Yeah, there are three separate distinct timelines in this series. So I, I think, honestly, I'm okay if we never see the shape again. Yeah, that's kind of where I am, honestly, is um, 
I I I want them to mean it. Halloween ends. I want them mm -hmm. to mean it. Um, where I thought they were going was Corey was going to take on the mantle, mm -hmm. and probably Allison being. I, I thought we were going to go off in a in a new direction. They have horror movie quotes killed Corey, so um, presumably that's not where we're going. But again, horror movie killed. So, um, but I, I think we have told this story enough times. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of feel the same way I do about, forgive me, Mac, Batman. Like we know, we know his parents were killed in an alley. We know. Oh, believe me, we, I could go the rest of my life oh. without seeing Martha Wayne drop those pearls again in a movie. <laughs> That's I, I like honest to God. I've, I've seen that night times i'm with you there so yeah like i got it i got it i i just i feel like this story has been told there are other horror stories to be told yeah let's just let's just let haddonfield let's just let haddonfield have halloween from now on let's just let children trick-or-treat in safety let's let babysitters babysit safely in haddonfield okay I think Donna's running for mayor of Haddonfield. At the I think moment. she That's, is too. She she was getting that cadence of a of a of a campaign commercial. Like, I Donna. I do not want to live in Haddonfield. No, thank you. Um, thank you. No. I saw a tweet pitching Laurie and Frank go to Japan, and I am there for that. Mm -hmm. uh, I you know just a a complete different kind of story. Really embrace the anthology idea. Uh, mainly because it's going to piss off dude bros on the internet. Like, where's Michael? I need Michael. Like, I thought I saw him behind a cherry blossom. <laughs> do you need Michael? I don't think you do. Um, uh, the other thought I had, and it was kind of where I thought Zombies third movie should go, uh, uh, either a remake or a legacy sequel or a mix thereof of Season of the Witch. Might be time. Yeah, you could definitely... You could definitely do something like that, and that would, and I, you, I would be here for it. Season of the Witch with modern special effects would be either wonderful or a CGI nightmare. Either way, I'm there. Right, and you tell me there's Tom Atkins is going to have a cameo in it. Fuck yeah, sign me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It even be like a different take because you would almost have like a post-apocalyptic sort of thing where that night of season of the witch happened and all the kids were eaten by their masks and it's sort of a America's sort of a weird Celtic nightmare like it is already. Um, yeah, I, I could, I could get into it. Same. Yeah. I'd buy the t-shirt. <laughs> hey kids. <laughs> As someone who has two Halloween three shirts already <laughs> that I can remember. So yeah, two definitely that I know of. So. The other possibility is they really needed Michael Myers just jettison the lore around him and maybe embrace the the Predator franchise and do different kinds of Michael Myers stories in different settings, self-contained stuff that's not you know oh you know sixty three and then seventy eight and then oh now we're experiencing the horror again just a different setting different milieu and the shape comes to town. Yeah. Now that's not a bad idea. The shape comes to town, but it's not Michael Myers. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. some it's you know whatever. It kind of 
what uh, Corey's mom says about, uh, yeah, because your boogeyman disappeared, they needed a new one. So yeah, like like that. Donna, what's your happy place this week? You know, you're going to have to stick with me for a minute. And here's a totally unpaid endorsement. My happy place this week has been Planet Fitness. Okay. Uh, I went and joined Planet Fitness and I have learned a couple of interesting things. They have this. Okay. So I've got bad knees. I've got bad knees, um, except that I've had surgery on them. So they're not nearly so bad anymore, but I still thought I couldn't do squats. They've got this doohickey where you grab onto these handles and you lean back. So most of your weight is on the handles. And I discovered that I can, in fact, do deep squats. I can do things I didn't know I could do, and I'm so happy. So I've been going to Planet Fitness, and they also have this uh, hydro jet water bed massage thing, which is worth the cost of monthly membership in and of itself. So there, this week, my happy place has been Planet Fitness. Yay. All right. Macula, what's your happy place this week? Uh, you know, honestly, it feels a little reductive, but it's going to be the lead up to this movie. Uh, I think when the early reviews were coming out, the the consensus was it takes big swings. You're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And, and I was like, yes, I'm excited about that. I am going to have a reaction to this movie. This is not going to just flow over me. I am going to be like, yes, or I'm going to be like, no. That anticipation was was quite delightful as a movie going experience um, to endorse something unpaid uh, corn popper. Uh, now that I have a decent popcorn supplier, movie theaters. I mean, I can be bullied by Nicole Kidman as much as possible, but I don't know. The movie theater may be diminishing in its experience for me. Uh, I still love a good, you know, uh uh, matinee that you just blow off work for and that's a not a crowd i don't know if i need movie crowds necessarily i the the big screen experience can have its pleasures but i was perfectly content to have uh, a bag of dill pickle popcorn in the middle of this movie that dill pickle popcorn from corn popper is legit unbelievable it is. like where had that been my whole life so my happy place this week is the She-Hulk finale. It was just fun and unexpected and very, very She-Hulk. And I'm just leaving it at that because I don't want to spoil any of it for anybody. I want I want everybody to kind of just walk into it like I did. <laughs> yep. Yep. I concur. And very on brand for the character. Yes. Extremely on brand for the character. Yeah. And that just yeah, made my mm -hmm. made my my heart happy. And and as somebody who read old school She Hulk, um, if you think this is not She Hulk, then you clearly have not read She Hulk. I mean, I I have not read a lot of She Hulk, so I did not know. But like the, the discourse on the internet is like, here's the receipts. This is exactly what She-Hulk was. And I'm like, delightful. I, even if it had been a complete departure, delightful. Mm -hmm. I'm on, I'm on board. Yeah. I've just started reading Dan Slott's run. Uh, I guess, what is it? Late uh, the two in the two thousands that kind of brought her back to where she is now. And yeah. Receipts. <laughs> yeah. Listen, when I, when I was still reading comics, I went back and invested in like, when did she, I don't even remember when it was because I've sold off my comic collection, but like late 80s, I think. Is yeah, when she I think that was Burns. Yeah. 
Yeah. Burn like, burn. I went back and bought the late 80s She-Hulks. So this is genuine She-Hulk. This is on-brand genuine She-Hulk. I, I even I have a clear memory. One of my one of my favorite panels of comics ever is Wolverine and She-Hulk glaring at each other. And Wolverine, by the way, does not look like Hugh Jackman. Wolverine is like five foot two. Okay. Bob Hoskins. Yes. Yeah. Wolverine looks a lot more like Bob Hoskins. And She-Hulk, of course, is like seven feet tall. I don't know. She-Hulk is huge. And so when they're staring at each other, it is Wolverine with his head craned all the way back and She-Hulk bent over to look at him. It's a fantastic panel of comics. And I could see it as clearly as if it's in front of me right now. It's amazing. The two of them glaring at each other. Anyway, I'm sorry. Tangent. <laughs> She-Hulk was fantastic. I loved it. And Tatania Maslani. The only thing I didn't like about the whole run of the show was that apparently I was supposed to believe that Tatiana Maslani on her own is not gorgeous. Yeah. Mm. That's my uh, only yeah. I, I I have that similar note, Donna, so it's fine. I don't disagree with the thought that it's it's a it's a it's a stretch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean if I could look as not gorgeous as Tatiana Maslani, yeah. I'd I'll, take I'll, it. I'll accept that 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 crit that's the only criticism of, of She-Hulk that I will accept. Yeah. That's that's Please. the only one. Let me look that plain. It's it's been a while since I've wanted to be Daredevil, but here I am. It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like <laughs> the reviews are in. Daredevil knows what he's doing. You, you, you take on that burden, is what you're saying. I would. I like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Mac, the man without fear. <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> all right well you can find us we we're, we're on the social media we're at beyond cabin on twitter and instagram uh beyond the cabin in the woods.com we also have a facebook page uh under the same name beyond the cabin in the woods i am on instagram and twitter as at calista 77 I'm on Instagram and Twitter as at Dragon Goblin. There's no I in Goblin. Uh, I am on Twitter and Instagram. There's nothing on the Instagram. Don't bother looking at Party Apocalypse. Partyapocalypse.com for other podcasts. Uh, the holiday is broken. We just finished season two of TNG. So now we're getting into season three. Collars up. Bev's back. Beard's here. Let's go. Uh, and Friendables, which we did a crossover with earlier, is wrapping up its run by watching Brian Fuller's uh, Hannibal. That'll be coming the next couple months. Uh, Partyapocalypse.com for all your entertainment needs, including this podcast that's also hosted on Partyapocalypse.com. As always, thank you to our editor, Billy, who puts us together, makes us sound fantastic. We do appreciate it. Woo, Billy! Also, thank you guys for listening we love doing this, so if, if you feel so inclined, please uh, rate and review us at where you get your podcast needs. And don't read the Latin. You know what horror is? <laughs> <laughs>